Assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at his hard line. Let's go! from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. day to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. He is in charge. He is in the captain's chair. He's at the helm and behind the wheel, and therefore he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to His Heart Line. Today is Monday, October 23rd, 2023, and you are listening to episode 621, part A, we'll be doing a reading out of Job chapter 19, and part B is called System Separation, and now for the Daily Disclaimer. Now, I want to clarify that I am not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer, and I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice. Not a good idea to take that from me. I do not have a political degree or had any involvement with any unconstitutional three-letter corrupt agencies like the CIA or FBI. And while I am a member in good standing with the Michigan General General Assembly, that's right, eat your heart out. I did say that because it is true. I am not the official face or voice of the national state or county assemblies. I also want to emphasize, listen closely. I have no affiliation with other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly, such as the American States Assembly, National Liberty, Life Force, Beacon 37, RUSA, and yes, even those scumbags over there at Tactical Civics or any other organization outside the Michigan model. I'm also not involved in any fraudulent status correcting associated with AVR, Bobby Lawrence, 
or David Strait and Company. And furthermore, I do not endorse or advocate for violence. I'm not a party to any deep state cult, Freemasons, nor am I one of the many reprobative miscreants who are actively trying to implode the general general assemblies across this land. And please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own and for educational purposes, unless otherwise referenced. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Um, I'm going to take a quick sip of coffee real quick. Hold on. Boy, you would think I just woke up or something, huh? Drinking my coffee at, what, 7 o'clock in the evening here, Michigan time, 7, 7, 12. All right. Well, I tell you what, it has been a heck of a week. It's been a relaxing week. My wife and I got away, got to have alone time and did some shopping and just kind of just spent time together. It was nice. And uh, I tell you, it was very much needed. It was uh, the first time we had our, you know, time to ourselves, uh, well, in about seven years, really seven, eight years, right around there. And uh, it was very well needed, very well deserved. And uh, quite frankly, it wasn't enough days. Three nights was just not enough, but it was fun. It was very fun. Um, So anyway, so I do apologize for, you know, the lengthy time away, but as you know, I always try to keep God first and family second. Everything else comes after those top two tiers. So, but I tell you what, though, ladies and gentlemen, um, it is getting more and more expensive out there. And I know you know what I'm talking about. And I'm seeing more and more people living in their cars at rest areas in my own state, even right up the road, just a few miles away from my hometown. And by the way, thank you, Liz and Ella, for the coffee here on Podbean. I do appreciate that. Big shout out to you. Thank you very, very much. Hope you and your husband are doing well. Um, but yeah, it's really sad to see what what people are are, are starting to resort to. Um, it used to be that when you drove down to Kalamazoo, Michigan, um, and I would know because I did a lot, still do. You would occasionally see, like any city, you know, small city, town-ish, right? You would see the occasional homeless people, you know, not 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 crazy, but you'd see them, right? But now, it seems like I am seeing more and more encampments that are popping up, just like, um, you know, I'm seeing them just pop up out of nowhere, even in smaller towns. I'm seeing more and more. So you drive through Kalamazoo now. Oh my Lord, it, it, I feel so bad for so many people. I mean, they're, they're sleeping in the parks. There's tents everywhere. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm noticing more and more people are living in their cars and they're nice cars. They're not like crappy cars. I'm just noticing a lot of people are are not able to afford rent or housing. And my heart really goes out to those folks because that's gotta be very hard to try to you know, live in your car and, and eat on a budget and, and, and maintain proper hygiene from just a, a counter sink. <clears throat> and it's just, you know, I tell you, it's getting bad out there for folks. And, you know, I want to throw some numbers out there <clears throat> your way. I was looking at the usdebtclock.org website the other day. Now, according to, uh, this was a few days ago now, now maybe it may have changed a little bit, but um, a few days ago, I looked up these three numbers. Did you know back in 2000, the year 2000, um, 
the median income, the median income for a single individual was about $32,052. So just a smidge over 32,000. Right now, it's at a little over 36,000. So an increase of $4,000. That would be roughly an 11% increase over the last 23 years. Now, when you look at the pricing of what a median home cost back in 2000, it cost for a median, for just an average home, right? Median new home, $167,433. Now, an average cost for a median new home, 428,578. That's a 61% increase. And then it doesn't stop there. And then the average new car, right? Median new car back in the year 2000, uh, averaged about $22,524. Now that same car is worth brand new, by the way, right? For a new car, $50,859. That's an increase of about 55 and a half percent. That's a lot of an increase. Now think about it. We have a 61% increase in housing, 55 and a half percent increase in a new car purchase, but yet an 11% increase in income. And yet we wonder why the homeless population is growing. We wonder why more and more people are living in their homes. We wonder why people are resorting to more theft for food because food, somebody just put it right here in the chat. Uh, Liz and Ella just put it right here and groceries are up 438% probably from the last 23 years. It's insane and it's expensive. You know, this is a very growing, this is growing into a very significant problem for many families across this nation. And while I do agree when I do say money isn't everything and we must not be consumed by chasing after it for the wrong reasons, while of course neglecting, you know, more important facets of life like family, money obviously is certainly a resource and a necessity that a lot of us rely on right? To help provide for our families, to provide for food and a roof over our heads and basic warm clothes to clothe our body, right? For, for, for the cold seasons. But yet we have so many people out there who, you know, I say so many, and I use that term loosely. We have a, uh, we got some crazies out there that think that this economy, this Bidenomics economy is booming. It's just great. Right. But strangely enough, there are people out there, like I said, who think that this is, it's, it's a, it's a miraculous economy. It's great. Well, I beg to differ. And even as someone like myself, who was above the median income range, I still notice a significant pinch. Look, I, my, I talked to my neighbors. I got a neighbor across the street. He's a computer programmer. He's in a six figure range. He does pretty well for himself, you know, has a very nice house, you know, drives, you know, he's just, you know, you just normal middle-class man. And him and I talked and he's like, dude, he goes, this is crazy. He goes after, after all bills are paid and groceries are paid, right? Everything's paid. And even just only putting $200 a month in investments, which he even said, he goes, that's not a lot. He goes, but that's all I can do to keep up with how expensive everything is. He's like, I'm lucky to see $600 of savings in my checking account after it's all said and done. I'm like, damn, 
you know, I thought I had it bad, you know, but it, it's, you know, and people have it worse than that. People are feeling it. Everyone's feeling it. Well, I'm feeling it. The Jones household is feeling it. Everyone's feeling it. I don't care what kind of income you're making. I don't care how much money you make. Everybody is feeling it in some form or fashion. And yes, I will say some are feeling it worse than others. I don't know how the average family who's making fifty-five, sixty thousand dollars a year combined household income. I don't know how people are doing it. I really don't. Other than the grace of God, I, I don't know how people are doing it. But yet, people want to under you know people wonder why. What the hell you know? What the hell's going on? Why why why, why is my dollar not getting stretched? Why is my you know why is my dollar not getting stretched? because this worthless piece piece of paper that we call the dollar right and let's be real it's actually called a federal debt instrument it's a federal reserve note it's losing value and you can't pay debt with a debt and expect to come out ahead out of you know at the end of it all you know in order for this economy and our way of life to get back on an even keel this whole system has to crash and burn because the dollar is worthless and has continuously been devaluing over the you know last several years ever since we've been off the gold standard and it's just a matter of time before people realize that it's not even worth the paper it's printed on we need to go back to times when you know you could get a full grocery you know a full grocery uh cart full of you know groceries for 20 bucks back in 1980 right where the average car brand new was $5,000 and you know, you had about a $15,000 house. We need to get back to that. I mean, people are just hurting and it hurts my heart to see this. Now, while we're on the topic of numbers, this is gonna be a little bit of a longer show, but while we're on the topic of numbers, Let's get into a few good numbers that um, kind of will kind of take this conversation more in a positive direction. So my wife found a new church um, because our neighbor is a drummer um, for the band. And boy, what a great band they, they, they have there. Um, and he's been wanting me to go right now. Keep in mind, I grew up Catholic. My wife grew up Catholic, right? And we're like, all right, we'll give this church a shot, right? It's just a non-denominational Bible-based church. That's it. Nothing fancy. It's nothing extravagant. It's not a mega church. It's just Port City Church. That's it. And man, when we walked in there, I tell you what. So my wife has been going off and on over the last several months. I have not been able to because of my work schedule. Gets me working on Sundays, and they don't have a Saturday evening mass. Otherwise, I'd be at the Saturday evening um, service, I should say. Not mass, but the Saturday evening uh, sermon. And they're looking at possibly expanding, you know, if they can get enough volunteers to do a Saturday evening service. But man, I tell you what, this church, it really, you could feel the spirit in here. You can feel the spirit moving in this church. And with the pastor, the pastor is a 32-year-old guy. Uh, his name is Apollo. He came from Kansas City. And man, what a great guy. This guy can preach a message. Boy, can this guy preach a message. I love what he's done with this church. He turned this church from, you know, who who used to, because um, he, he used to pastor, I guess, for Life Church down there. He was part of the group down there. He used to do like eight or nine services a day. 
a day. I'm hoping to have him on the podcast. I talked to him last night. I said, I'd love for you to share your story on the show, man. I said, you know, because obviously we got a lot of people from that area down there, Missouri, right? And so I want him to share his story about how he came from Missouri all the way up to, uh, or excuse me, Kansas City. I think he's on the Kansas. I know it's Kansas City, Missouri, and then what? I think I think Kansas City is split between two states, I believe. I, I can't remember. But I want him to share his story because where he came from and what he used to be into um, and where he's at now. Oh, my gosh. What a great story. But he was sharing something yesterday in sir in his service. Some very interesting statistics. Now, listen to this for a second. So engaging in four days a week. All right. Just four days a week. Doesn't even have to be all seven. Four days a week of Bible reading right? Just reading your Bible four days a week can bring about remarkable transformations in one's life. For example, loneliness diminishes by a significant 30% just by reading your Bible four days a week. Loneliness diminishes 30%. Anger issues and bitterness in relationships also drop substantially by 32% and 40% respectfully. The grip of alcoholism with a notable reduction of 57%. Ain't that something else? Now, here's something. Now here, This is interesting. Now, here, by reading your Bible four days a week, right? And if you are happen to be somebody that is inclined to engage in sex outside the marriage, guess what? You read your Bible four times a week, that decreased, right? Sex outside the marriage decreases by substantial 68%. Wow. Spiritual stagnation is alleviated by 60%. And the habit of view. Okay, now this is a big one, guys, right? And those who read the Bible four times a week, the habit of viewing pornography diminishes by an impressive 61%. Wow. Now, on a positive note, even further on top of all of that, the impact extends to one's outreach and influence as sharing one's faith sees a remarkable increase in 200%, folks, just by reading your Bible. And I can feel it because I do it too. Just reading your Bible four times a week makes you want to um, share your faith. It is increased by 200% in the act of discipling to others, right? Others' experiences, an even more substantial surge to 230%. These statistics underscore legitimately it really underscores a transformative power of just basic regular Bible reading in enhancing one's spiritual and personal well-being while positively impacting lives of those around them. Ain't that something? So I'm hoping to get him on the podcast. I He's a cool guy, very cool guy. So let's get into the reading, Job chapter 19. And again, I'm reading out of the New American Bible Revised Edition. Let me take a quick sip of coffee, if you don't mind. Ah, Kansas City, Kansas. See, for some reason, I thought Kansas City uh, kind of shared, was shared among Missouri and Kansas. I, I wasn't sure on that. But anyways, in that area. Okay. Coffee, 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 coffee. Okay. Starting with verse one, then Job answered and said, how long will you afflict my spirit? Grind me down with words. These 10 times you have humiliated me, have assailed me without shame. 
even if it were true that I am at fault, my fault would remain with me if truly you exalt yourself at my expense and my shame as an argument against me. Know then that is it is God who has dealt unfairly with me and compassed me round with his net. If I cry out, violence, I am not answered. I shout for help, but there is no justice. He has barred my way and I cannot pass veiled my path in darkness. He has stripped me of my glory, taken the diadem from my brow. He breaks me down on every side and I am gone. He has uprooted my hope like a tree. He has kindled his wrath against me. He counts me as one of his enemies. His troops advance as one. They build up their road to attack me and camp around my tent. My family has withdrawn from me. My friends are wholly estranged. My relatives and companions neglect me. My guests have forgotten me. Even my maidservants consider me a stranger. I am a foreigner in their sight. I call my servant, but he gives no answer, though I plead aloud with him. My breath is abhorrent to my wife. I am loathsome to my very children. Even young children despise me when I appear. They speak against me. All my intimate friends hold me in horror. Those whom I loved have turned against me. Man. My bones cling to my skin. I have escaped by the skin of my teeth. Pity me, pity me, you my friends, for the hand of God has struck me. Why do you pursue me like God and pray insatiably upon me? Oh, would that my words were written down. Would that they were inscribed in a record. That with an iron chisel and with lead, they were cut in the rock forever. As for me, I know that my vindicator lives and that he will at last stand forth upon the dust. This will happen when my skin has been stripped off and from my flesh, I will see God. And I will see for myself my own eyes, not another's, will behold him. My inmost being is consumed with longing. But you who say, how shall we persecute him, seeing that the root of the matter is found in him? Be afraid of the sword for yourselves, for your anger is a crime deserving the sword, that you may know that there is a judgment. Wow. Folks. As we read this, we find ourselves in the midst of Job's serious, serious anguish. I mean, his words speak to the depths of our souls when we grapple with life's hardships and the feeling of abandonment. I mean, everybody seemed to abandon him. Even young children despised him, right? And But yet, here's the thing. Even in the middle of his lamenting, what did we discover here? We discovered a profound message, another profound message, I should say, of hope and what else? Unwavering faith, right? That we can apply in our own lives today. And Job, being afflicted and tormented, right, laments his suffering. He has been humiliated. He's been abandoned. His friends misunderstand him. His own family turned away from him. Even the very children despise him, right? In the middle of this darkness, he clings to a spark of hope. Just a little spark of hope. 
He longs for his words to be recorded because he knows that his vindicator lives and Job's faith, even though it's tested and shaken, it remains unbroken. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what we need to draw inspiration from. We need to draw inspiration from Job's unwavering faith in the face of despair and desolation. He proclaims the profound truth that his Redeemer lives, right? And although he doesn't specify the time or manner of his redemption, he clings on to the belief that he will soon see God. Now, in our own lives, when we face the trials and tribulations that seem unbearable, we must remember that like Job, our Redeemer lives on, and he is the source of our hope, and let's not forget the anchor of our souls. My wife happens to have that tattooed on her foot that verse. And just as Job longed to see his God, we can hope for a brighter tomorrow, right? Knowing that our suffering is not the end of our story. And Job's message reminds us that even in the darkest moments, when we feel abandoned and misunderstood, there is a source of hope that transcends our circumstances. Our faith in the living God can sustain us through the storms of life. So folks, here's the thing. We all have trials, right? And when life's trials come knocking at our door, when you feel as though you are hanging by the skin of your teeth, remember this. Remember Job's enduring faith. Have hope in your Redeemer, the one who lives, right? Trust that in the end, you will see God's hand at work and your suffering will be transformed into something beautiful. I promise you. As long as you put your faith, hope, and trust in the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, you're going to be all right. And as we reflect on Job's words, let us find the strength to endure and, hope, and, and, and to find hope and to hope to persevere like Job did, right? Because for just as Job's faith was rewarded, ours too will be rewarded and we will see the light of our Redeemer shining through the darkest of nights. Yes, I like what Liz Anella put here in the in the group chat here. She says, greater is the one living inside of me than he who is living in the world. That is absolutely correct and 100% true. Amen to that. So what we're going to do is we're going to end this section, part A of the reading of Job chapter 19 in prayer. We'll take a quick minute break so I can enjoy some more coffee real quick. Slam as much as I possibly can down, and then we'll get into part B, system separation. I don't know where this is going to go, folks. I have some notes, but I'm just going to let God and this Holy Spirit, I'm going to let Jesus take the wheel in this one. I, I don't know where he's going to take me, but system separation. I think this is very vital and going to be a very important message I think people need to hear. So, Heavenly Father, we come before you today. Reminded of the trials and the tribulations that we face daily in our own lives, much like Job did during his suffering. And we want to just say thank you for giving us uh, enduring faith. Just like Job displayed, right? His unwavering belief in his Redeemer and the hope that sustained him through his darkest hours. And we ask that during our moments of despair, Father, that we ask you for the same unwavering faith. It's hard for a lot of us out here. And I know you know this. 
We ask that you help us to hold fast to the truth that our Redeemer lives and that even in our own suffering, you are working for our good. We ask that you find the, you know, that you help us find the strength to keep enduring and, and give us the patience to persevere and the hope to carry us through these storms of life. And we also lift up our enemies. I know we don't do this enough, but I'm trying to do my best to keep them in our prayers. We want to lift up our enemies and we pray for them. We ask for their hearts to be softened and we ask that their eyes be opened to your love and grace and your truth. And may they turn from their ways and find their way to you just as we pray for ourselves and our friends. Lastly, I also want to pray for those who are afflicted in poor health, for those who are suffering economically, for those who are facing hardships, for those who are facing marital issues. May your hand of healing touch those that are unwell and may, and may you provide for those that are in need. Grant them comfort, strength, a renewed sense of hope. And, and Lord, we also place all of our burdens and our hope and our prayers at your feet, trusting that you are our ever-living Redeemer. And we pray all of these things in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ, amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to take a quick, short little break, and we will be right back on the other side. Right, all right, all right. So, let me just adjust a little audio here. All right, so uh, this part of the show, part B of episode 621, is called System Separation. Now, you might be wondering, what are you talking about? System Separation. What is that that you speak of? Well, first off, before I go further, I want to read a post from Telegram. Uh, it's from the General Journal Assembly uh, Information Telegram page. All right. And I know who happens to run this page, which is why I'm also reading from it. All right. And then, uh, like I said, I'm going to allow God to lead me 100% on this because, like I said, I'm not exactly sure where I want to go with this, so I'm just going to trust in him. But I do want to start off by reading this post because it certainly resonates with what I'm about to play next, which was also something that was shared to me by Destry. I thought it was an excellent audio piece that I'm going to be playing. But before we play that, 
I'm going to read this post. And it starts off by saying, the wheels are coming off. It amazes me at how many people go about their daily lives and don't even bother to try to understand what is truly going on in the world. They get up, they go to work, they come home, eat, watch TV, sleep, and repeat. They are on the hamster wheel of life and are quite happy being there, never questioning anything they see or hear. And when you try to help these people wake up, they will listen to a certain point, but then you hit a brick wall with them and they're, and, and, and they're here and no farther mindset kicks in and says things like, well, as long as it doesn't affect me or my everyday, I don't really care what's going on. Or they resort to the old, oh, I don't believe in conspiracy theories, right? And while I have news for these people, conspiracy theories are turning into conspiracy facts and fast. If you don't think America is getting ready to fall off the cliff, then you are not paying attention. And worse yet, you are living in a dangerous false reality. And it's time to wake up. Take your rose-colored glasses off and educate yourself on what is truly happening in the United States and the world because sooner rather than later, the chaos is coming to your doorstep. So what do I ask, or, or so what do I do, you ask? Well, you start by breaking up with the lame, you know, breaking up with the lame street media, turn off the television, seek out news from alternative media, such as listening to daily podcasts on Rumble or Podbean, like the X-22 Report, Badlands Daily, Kirk's Law Corner, Dan Bongino Show. My favorite weekly wrap-up podcasts are The Bunker, Saturdays at 7.30, yada, 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 right? And NCSWIC on Sunday at 7.30 p.m. EST. Now, the good news is patriots all over the country are coming together. They are restoring the de jure republic, Republican form of government that our founding fathers left us with in the form of a general general assemblies. Now remember in president Trump's inauguration speech, when he said he was returning power back to the people, American people where it belongs. And that's how we take back our country. It's the only way. Beware of the many imposter assemblies currently out there and anyone who falsely tells you that you need to correct your status. They only want to impede the legitimate process and confuse you. And for more information on whether your state is currently assembled or how you can, you know, form a general general assembly in your state, please go to wwwnational assemblynet www.national-assembly.net. Take action now before it's too late. Your future, your children's future, and a free America depends on it. JP. Which, by the way, that's my, my mom's page. She runs that page. Which, by the way, remind me to get on her. She did not put his hardline podcast on here. How rude. <laughs> she probably didn't want to show favoritism or something. Yeah, we'll go with that. That'll help me sleep better at night. <laughs> now, this next audio piece, this audio, no, I shouldn't say next, but this this audio piece I'm about to play, the first cut, 
It's roughly, well, before I play that, let me also say this, because I think this is important. I posted on my Telegram and Truth Social, but this is, you can't find this um, when you scroll down on the national-assembly.net website. There is a little bit of an updated message, and this is what it says. It says, to those who steal our work, think you can create and use false assemblies to attempt discrediting our work and lying to the American people. Your names are being collected, evidence gathered, and will be prosecuted for obstructing a lawful process. The Crown, Vatican, or any other de facto power cannot protect you. This is the only warning you will get. So for anybody who is listening to this either live or on the download side, and you know who you are, let that be a very stark warning for you. Jason, is that a threat? No, no, we don't make threats. We just go by the way the law has to be. God's law, common law. Destry puts right here in the chat, got some idiots spreading rumors that I am Soros paid because I flew to Michigan two months in a row and paid for $56,000 dental work. That is hilarious. I came to Alaska for a hundred plus thousand per year income. That's right, folks. See, this is what these people are resorting to. Spreading rumors, spreading gossip. You know why? Because when they have nothing else to stand on, this is all they have left to resort to. They've tried defaming my name and try to assassinate my own character. Whoop-dee-doo. They can do whatever they want. They can attempt. I don't really care. These people are a bunch of morons. Yeah, Joe Blowhard and company are doing this. That doesn't surprise me the least bit. That doesn't surprise me the least bit. That's exactly what he put in the chat. And you know what? I'll, I'll repeat it all day long. These people are comical because they got nothing to stand on. See, folks, you wonder why, okay, you want to know why I've been so busy and have not been able to keep up with my regular live show every, you know, I've been doing just down, you know, you know, recordings that I drop instead of doing a live. I've been very, very busy with affidavits, among many others. It, we got a lot that we're working. These people are going down. And he was just saying, too, adding on to the chat, he goes, the biggest part here, he says, I only have knowledge to share. The system has nobody on. Uh, the system has nobody on to like a, mon like a monarchy. Or, uh, that's right. He says it was a typo. The system has nobody on top like a monarchy. It is solely ran by the people. But see, these people over there who are trying to do this coup, they're trying to raise their own status and, and try to elevate themselves and self-serve their own needs and their own agenda. I'm just going to say it for what it is. These people are straight up evil. They all are. May I will make no bones about it. I've 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 seen these people operate and how they work 
These people are straight up evil. And quite frankly, I'm glad they're out of my circle. I'm glad they are gone and away from my presence because these people do not even deserve to even be around me. Well, Jason, who are you? I'm nobody. I'm just a a, a child of God. I glorify Christ and God, and that's it. But these people, they glorify something else. I don't know who, but they glorify something else. And I can tell you right now, the way they act, it ain't Christ Jesus. I promise you that. It definitely is not that. What a stupid rumor. <laughs> really? They really think that your sorrows paid? <laughs> If they only knew where the funding came from for the for the plane tickets. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Like I know one of I know the funding from one of them and it ain't Soros. Stupid. Yeah, okay, I'm going to be nice. I'm not going I'm not going to resort to name calling cuz that's what they do. But these people really are jokers, seriously. So, back to what my what what this uh Telegram page was putting on here. Okay? I want you to really listen to this audio piece. It's about two and a half minutes long, maybe three minutes long. This is a very, uh, this, you really need to hear this message because this needs to resonate with people, not just in the assembly, but people who have their fence or have their feet on, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of like on the fence, right? They're not sure whether to jump fully on the other side or not, right? They're like, either way, I need you to listen to this. I don't know what movie this from. This is from. I don't know what, if it's a show, a movie, or what, but it's a clip. But it has a very important message behind it. Listen. See you at one of my lectures ever again. So, so let me just paint the picture real quick. So this professor just straight up picks out one student says, I don't ever want to see you in one of my lectures ever again. And she sits there, looks absolutely confused at what's going on. I don't understand. I am not going to ask a second time. Uh, Thank you. Why are there laws? What are laws for? Anyone? Social order. To protect a person's personal rights. So that you can rely on the government. Justice. Thank you. Tell me, was I unfair to your classmate just now? Indeed, I was. So, why didn't any of you protest? Why didn't any of you try and stop me? Why didn't you want to prevent this injustice? You see, What you have just learned, you wouldn't have understood in a thousand hours of lectures unless you lived it. You didn't say anything because you weren't affected yourself. 
And this attitude speaks against you. And against life. <laughs> you think it doesn't concern you, so it's none of your business. Well, I'm here to say, if you don't help bring about justice, then one day you too may experience injustice. And there will be nobody there to stand before you. Truth and justice lives through us all and, and, and we must fight for it. Because in life and work, I mean, we often live next to each other, but not with each other. We console ourselves that the problems of others are nothing to do with us, none of our business. And we go home glad at night that we're spared, but it's about standing up for each other. Every day an injustice happens in business, sport, or on the tram. Relying on someone else to take care of it is not good enough. It is our duty to be there for others, to speak up for others when they cannot. I am here to teach you the power of your voice. I want you to learn critical thinking to empower you to stand up for what is right, even if it means going against what everyone else is doing. Let's begin. Yeah, that was a very powerful message. What did he say in all that? We often live next to each other, but we don't live to help each other, right? Like, and I, I'm, I'm probably botching that. But if it doesn't concern us, we don't put any effort into standing up for the righteous cause, right? We do not stand up for righteousness, no matter who is getting wrong. Like the, like the girl who got kicked out of that, that class. He asked them, did I, what I did to your fellow classmate, was that fair? And they all shook their head. No, that was not fair. Then why do we have laws? And as a few classmates, you know, began guessing, right? They, one kid said, because, you know, we have laws because of justice. What are laws for? For justice, to get justice. Well, why did you let me unjustly kick out your classmate? That's your peer. That's your, you know, fellow community member. Like Destry says right here, it's, it, it is being a community. Why did you let that happen? Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying up any, I'm not going to say anything. I'm, nope, I'm not, I'm not causing ripples. Why am I going to cause and draw attention to me? Nope. And that is exactly the problem with man nowadays nobody wants to be the nail that gets hammered let me tell you something folks being behind this mic is not what you would call the easiest thing it might see i might make it seem like it is but there are some days it's not that easy you have to be very careful about your words you know to, to a lot of degree and you know what listen here's the thing I'm flawed. I'm a man with flaws. And yes, while I do my absolute best to embody the spirit of Christ, sometimes I will 
say something a little out of line. I think we all do it. And for anybody that's going to sit there in their chair and be like, oh, no, not me. Okay, go look at yourself in the mirror and then you tell you make that statement again. And then you let me know how you feel at the end of that. But again, we have to do what's right for others because a lot of people out there, for some reason, I don't know what it is, but for some reason, people inherently have a hard time standing up for themselves, much less for other people. That's why the gate is very narrow, as it states in Matthew, right? Very narrow. Very few people will walk through it. Those people that walk through it are going to be the ones that are going to be fighting for the voiceless, for the, for the infants, for the, for the seniors, right? For the, for the widows, for the sick. See, nobody wants to be bothered with that. Why? Because everybody's engulfed in the system. Well, what's the system? This matrix that we're living in, that they, that this Satan's playground that he's created. You shut your mouth and enjoy your scrolling on TikTok and and your Netflix binge watching and just don't open up that Bible. You just consume all the crap in the world because that's what brings you pleasure. All right. That's what you need to be doing. And don't you dare pray for your neighbors next door. Don't you dare take your family to church and spread the word of God to your family. Don't you dare do that. That's what Satan's trying to do. This is what I'm talking about, system separation. It's not easy, folks. It's not easy to stand up for other people. Again, inherently, people have a hard time standing up for themselves. Us in the Jones household, we stand up for ourselves and others. Not saying it's easy. The people in assembly, they're standing up for America. They're standing up for those who are unknowledgeable. They're standing up for those who don't have a will to fight. They're standing up for those who have no knowledge of what the hell's going on. They're standing up for those who are too scared to make any move one way or the other because they don't know what's truth and what's fiction. Folks. If you have no problem separating yourself from the system, you are going to be one of God's furious lions that's going to stand up for others. I want also, here's something you also need to get through your, you know, your skulls here, ladies and gentlemen, because if you're like me, you have a thick skull too. You need to understand what the military's role is in all this, okay? Because again, we have a role in the assembly, but the military has a separate role. Listen to this two-minute, 34-second clip from Derek Johnson. It's just got released today. Listen. The military occupancy is not going to swarm in for the people, right? They're, they're not going to swarm in for the people. What the military occupancy does is make sure the people are protected. Nothing happens to the people around the world. The military is there ready to strike, all right? But the military occupancy makes sure that the continuity government, which is now called a continuity of operations plans, called a COOP, that's in the federal continuity directives. The military makes sure that the federal corporation is being drained, the swamp's being drained, that the continuity of government is being administered by what is called a presidential 
policy directive that's found in the federal continuity directives. So the military is making sure that the government is cleaning out what they're cleaning out. They're holding them to that. All right. Now, where the people come into place is the people have to uh, not understand in a bad way, but a lot of people use that word, meaning it means stand under. I don't use it in that context. And by the way, that whole stand under nonsense, that's stupid. I don't know where the hell people are coming up with that word salad nonsense. But anyways, continuing. People need to comprehend and digest what legislation means, what we do and what we don't want moving into the future, because there's a lot of legislation that doesn't support the Constitution. It doesn't support us as a whole. And that's where everybody has to put your differences aside. You put, you know, your beliefs aside. And then you also say, hey, children will not be touched during this. Leave the children out of this. Leave children alone and don't cram your ideas and beliefs down children. As we, the adults, show what we want in a form of government that benefits everybody as a whole that supports the Constitution. That's how our founders set it up. So the military occupancy is making sure that the senators and the congressmen, let's just say congressmen, if you will, yeah, they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do with their national essential functions and primary essential functions, which are also outlined in the federal continuity directive. So a lot of people need to go back and really hit the books on the federal continuity directive one and federal continuity directive two. Those are two uh, outlines. Um, those really show more the occupancy versus the occupancy showing the continuity of government because yeah, the military is never going to be told. President Trump said that on the campaign trail in 2016. You, the people, will never know what's going on with the military because if you find out, guess who else finds out? So it's really more the cod that proves the occupancy than the flip side. Yep. Did you hear what he just said? The military, like Trump said, military will never tell you. You will never know what the missions are. You will know what the operations are probably going to be in some vague form or fashion, but you will never know what the missions and the details of those missions will be. Because why? If we know it, what have I always said? If we know it, then guess who else knows it? The enemy. I want to play the very beginning of that clip one more time. Now, I'm not going to play the whole thing through, but listen again what he says. Again, folks, Military serves a certain purpose, and they're waiting for we, the people, to stand up and to clean up the local levels, county levels, state levels. Listen again. The military occupancy is not going to swarm in for the people, right? They're, they're not going to swarm in for the people. Did you hear that? They are not there to swarm in for the people. Everyone keeps saying, yeah, but the military is the only way. The military is the only way. No, they are there to make sure they keep the world at bay, the safety, right? They keep the elites and they're cleaning up all these scumbags, these people who've committed atrocious crimes against humanity, these people who are, are, are just scumbags of the earth that have done unspeakable things to these poor defenseless children and women under these dumbs, these deep underground bases. And let me tell you what, I have been watching the Gitmo plane going back and forth to from Florida down to, to Cuba. It's been amazing. But the military has their role. And guess what, folks? We, the people, have our role to assemble. We need our 38-plus states. We will get all 50, but we need the 38 to be able to flex our muscles and to be able to reseat government properly. 
under common law. Do you understand? And yes, I said it. Do you understand? No, do you not stand under me? That's not what I mean. Do you understand and comprehend what I'm trying to convey to you? I don't think folks really understand just exactly how important this really, really is. I'm going to read something else. Like I said, I'm, I'm being led here. All right. I'm being led. But I'm going to read. Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? Had it right here, too. Oh, here it is. It was a post from the White Hats Q page on Telegram. And this is what it says. You have more than you know. White Hats Q operations. Panic in DSMIL.DNC. All right. That's Deep State Military, right? DNC, FBI, CIA, MSN, elites, etc. He want, and now this is a quote, I guess by, by uh, I don't know who said this. Uh, oh, maybe Rachel Maddow. But this is what she says. He wants to put MSNBC on trial for treason so he can execute us. MSNBC host Rachel Maddow stated during a live broadcast during uh, uh, referring to Donald Trump. Now the mainstream media outlets are in panic as FBI insiders give real-time information to mainstream media collective heads and hosts that the storm operations are real and the military might is behind Trump. The once mocking the once mocking of the storm operations by MSNBC, MSM, and the DNC are no longer laughing. Even the National Intelligence Director James Clapper gave a direct interview and stated that he believes Trump will be president again and Trump is coming with revenge. Now, I'm going to pause from the reading for a second. Revenge? I don't think so. Now, those were his words, but is he going to come for justice? You betcha. Continuing the reading from the Post. How does a national intelligence director with a highest classified security clearance in the U.S. know that Trump is coming back and going to arrest everyone for treason? And Clapper gave information that people are scared inside the DNC government and military. Clapper also stated General Milley was wrong in his assessment that Trump was going to be gone. United States General Milley, once leader of the Pentagon, chief of staff, is now publicly making the rounds to MSM and stating... He is not a traitor, and it's becoming obvious. Boy, I tell you what, he, he's just, he's digging himself deeper. Uh, keep digging yourself a hole there, Millie. But he keeps stating he is not a traitor. And it's becoming obvious that he knows Trump is coming with military operations to arrest everyone that was involved in the military coup of Donald J. Trump in the 2020 elections. Rockefeller, CIA, Bush family installed Obama and Clapper and together with heads of military industrial complex pulled a military coup on Trump. And as it's known now to real anons out there, the stolen elections were actual military operations to entrap the deep state U.S. military and the cabal forces of Rockefeller's Rothschild, CIA, etc., etc. regiment. In 2019, months before the deep state launched their world globalist agenda to take over the world by releasing the gain-of-function virus by the CIA, the White Hats military were watching all events unfold in real time since 1987 and had created a special secret military intelligence agency, which is the USSF was unnamed in this time that was running through the U S air force immediately after Musk Starlink satellites 
funding by Trump's Ezra and Cash Patel were deployed and Musk uh, quantum super advanced I Eagle A12 computer were connected to White Hat or WH military underground command station a few months later. And Trump announced United States Space Force military, the guardians of the USSF has been called to protect and defend Americans in American interest and to ensure our forces, our allies, and the world never experience a day without space. They serve across the globe, working 24-7 to design, acquire, field test, operate, and defend the critical space systems the nation and the world rely upon. They stand ready every day, always above. Unknowing, unknownly Trump, Cheyenne Mountains, or Mountain and Ezra placed Musk as the deputy head of the USSF. Since 2019, the USSF have captured 80% of the deep state operations money, power grids, data, server data, and full information on the world cabal. Safety measures are in place, dear patriots, from the world going into full war, but the scare event near nuclear war of 2024 and near civil war through U.S., EU, Canada, etc., etc., these events must happen so it looks like society and civilization fought for their freedom and country is necessary to expose the globalist CIA and world corrupt leaders and deep state military. Now the truth is out, the storm is real, and Trump is coming with the military alliance and the arrest wars 11.3. Panic. Pain in DS military divisions, DNC world elites as the storm gains power. Have faith, world patriots. Military is the only way. Now, there's that stupid saying again. I hate that stupid saying. The military is the only way. The military is not the only way, ladies and gentlemen. They are only part of the equation. And like Destry was also saying here, in revenge, carrying out the 21 requisitions issued by the people assemble, as described in the Michigan. 2018 timeline and i have read that there is a podcast on that you can go and read it on michigandejure.org or you can go listen to the podcast you can easily find it on hishardline.com and go to the uh, assembly link and you'll be able to find it in the uh in, in in that link there if you scroll down it's the 2018 timeline michigan timeline now, why did I read all that? Jason, is that even all true? I don't know, but here's what I will say. A lot of what I read there really resonates to being truth, considering what I already do know and what have I researched. And here's something else. Here's something else. Like I said, I've been following these planes. We've had United Kingdom Air Force over our nation, right? Um, what else? I saw, uh, what was this? Uh, a helicopter from Panama over in New Jersey near the McGuire air force base. That's Panama. What is a Panama helicopter, military helicopter doing up here? Um, I, I I've been seeing so much. I've been seeing the Gitmo plane going back and forth, right? I've been seeing Canadian aircraft coming over here, military aircraft. Uh, I saw aircraft from Egypt. Earlier today, coming in uh, over our airspace, right? Uh, what else? Morocco. There's a C-130 from Morocco military that was over our airspace in the northeast earlier. But again, what else are we seeing? I was paying attention to what's going on over there in Israel. Same thing. You're seeing so many different countries in and out of that country over there. What are they doing? How many, like how many, how many countries are over there? 
has anybody been paying attention to the flight flight radar for the military? Because I have, almost to a fault. I'm just trying to find something here. Thought I had it here. There's a list of. There's a list of t- uh, countries. Anyway, you got, you know, uh, who was it? You got Qatar, right? You got the United Arab Emirates, you know, their Air Force, their military. Been seeing Turkey military planes in and out of there, United States military planes in and out of Israel, Canada, Switzerland, Spain, Italy, France. What else? The UK, Germany. Been seeing planes. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, just there must have been over 24, 25 different, different uh, countries and their military in and out of Israel. Well, what's going on in Israel? Well, there's so much going on. There's so much going on over there. But here's the thing, folks. It's time to separate from the system. It's time to separate from the system. Because the system is coming down. And this is what I was talking about the other day with picking sides. You need to pick the side of God, right? The side of Jesus Christ. Ah, here's the list. Like I said, you had Romania, Spain, you had Japan, Chechnya, Poland, Netherlands, Belgium in and out of Israel, Mexico in and out of Israel, Brazil, Hungary, Bulgaria, Argentina, Colombia. What are all these military, all these countries and their military, what are they doing in and out of Israel if, if there's this big, big thing going on between Israel and Hamas? Really? What's really going on? Does anybody read the executive orders that Trump put out? Does anybody pay attention to what's actually, what they're able to actually visually observe? Again, I'm not saying that we will know it all based on this information, but what I am saying is look at what the media is telling you and look at what you can basically observe from reading and comprehending the information that's put right before you and listen to the comms by Trump. It's time to separate from the system, folks. Again, what, what, I'm, I'm, I, like I said, I know it's going a little long, but like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of end on this kind of note here a little bit. Because like I said, I'm letting God lead me on this. But what does it mean to not be of the world while being in the world? Again, it's a tough question for a lot of us to ask, right? Jason, where are you going at with this? Just hang in there with me for a second. Because listen, in the New Testament, the the term world is often represented by the Greek word cosmos. 
And the word primarily signifies the inhabited earth and its inhabitants of men and women, right? Functioning independently from God. Now, it's important to note that in this context, again, wrapping it back to Satan here, because Satan is described as the ruler of this worldly cosmos, as it's referenced in John 12, 31, John 16, 11, and then 1 John 5, 19. And this perspective leads us to a fundamental definition of where world refers to a system under the dominion of Satan, enabling us to better grasp Christ's declarations that believers are no longer part of this system. And now as followers of Christ, Christ, we are no longer subject to the rule of sin. And we are not bound by the world's principles. Furthermore, as we mature in our faith, we are transformed into the likeness of Christ, diminishing our attachment to worldly pursuits. And as believers in Jesus Christ, we find ourselves physically present in the world, but not defined by its values. And our calling is to be set apart from the world. Okay, remember, like I was when we played that audio earlier, we have to set ourselves apart from the world which is essentially what it means to lead a holy and righteous life. That also means standing up for others, fighting for others, fighting for the justice of others, right? And it ain't going to be easy. Why? Why do I say that? Because this involves abstaining from sinful behaviors that the world promotes and avoiding the corrupt mindset the world often fosters. Instead, we are called to align our thoughts and actions with those of Jesus, right? As it states in Romans 12, 1 through 2. This is an ongoing commitment, ladies and gentlemen, that requires daily effort. This is why I often encourage you all to write in a gratitude journal. Be thankful to God and Christ for all that they bless you with your good health, for your marriage, for your children, for everything. My wife was just saying right here, faith, unshakable faith, and armor of God. And then she puts in here Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 17. Check that out. Read it. Now, moreover, it's very crucial to recognize that living in the world without being of it is essential to be a beacon of light to those in spiritual darkness. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, again, what we need to also do within the reassembly of states. This isn't just a movement to gain freedom. This is a this is God's movement. See, our way of life should be such that those outside the faith can observe our good deeds, right, and our demeanor, recognizing a distinctive quality about us and and people who follow God, right? And dare I say Christians, all right, but who mirror the lifestyle and the mindset and actions of those who do not know Christ do a disservice to his name. So even non-believers are familiar with this principle. You shall know them by their fruits. And as Christians, we are expected, expected, say it with me, we are expected to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. We are expected, I can't say that enough, we are expected to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit in our own lives. Now, does that mean we're always going to be perfect with it? No. But being in the world also implies that we can appreciate the beauty of God's creation 
and the blessings of the world, right? However, we need to refrain from becoming entangled in what the world values or chasing after worldly pleasures. Again, it's all about system separation, folks. Pursuing pleasure is no longer our primary pursuit if you are following God. Instead, our central focus is, say it with me, the worship of God and Jesus. And so to apply these principles in our lives, it is essential to regularly immerse ourselves in God's word through scripture study, prayer, and fellowship with other believers. What did I say at the earlier part of this show? Reading the Bible four times a day or four times a week. And if you forgot what I said, go back and listen to it. In fact, I'll just I'll just read it right here for you. Reading the Bible four times a week. And again, I know we're going a little long, but again, I'm being led by God, so bear with me. But reading the Bible four days a week. Feeling lonely drops 30%. Anger issues drop 30%. Bitterness in the relationship drops 40%. Alcoholism drops 57%. Sex outside the marriage drops 68%. Feeling spiritually stagnant drops 60%. Viewing pornography drops 61%. And guess what? When you read your Bible four days a week, sharing your faith jumps up 200%. And last but not least, discipling others jumps 230%. Isn't that amazing? That is what happens when you immerse yourself in the words of God. And like my wife was saying right here, many are consumed by what's in the world instead of being consumed in God's love and grace. And she is absolutely correct. Again, these practices help us align our minds and hearts with Christ's teachings and maintain our separation from worldly values in our daily interactions. And we can show love, grace, and kindness to those around us living out the principles of Christ and sharing the gospel when the opportunity arises. In this way, we can truly be in the world, but not of it, living as a testimony to the transformative power of the faith in Jesus Christ. And this is what I mean when I say we have to separate from the system. This encapsulates a system separation. All right, folks, I, I, I hope I hope this message resonates with you folks. I really, really do. I really do. We've been dealing with a lot lately, not just me, but I know you all have been too. But I know with everything in my heart that we are going to be not just A-OK and just fine. We are going to be more than fine. We are going to be the victors at the end of this story. Jason, that sounds like some very hopeful talking. Well, if that's your perspective, I'm sorry, then I feel very bad for you if if you think that we're all, you know, doomed into doom and gloom. If you can't pay attention to truly what's going on around the world and use your observation skills and 
comprehend the executive orders that were put into place in the uh, in the national emergency directives and and no part of the 21 requisitions that were put forward and issued by the people in general assembly and when you know some of the minor things that i know like i said i don't know a whole lot but the little few crumbs that i do pick up and piece together into this grand tapestry that is in my mind this puzzle right i'm beginning to see the bigger picture and folks it's going to be good but that's not to say it's not going to get a lot worse before it gets better and again i'm not trying to freak you out but just make yourself prepared have provisions. I cannot stress that enough. So anyway, that's about all I have for you today for this episode 621. Again, system separation. And earlier in the show, we did a reading out of Job chapter 19, which we concluded in prayer at the end of that section. But I hope you all steer towards Jesus. I mean it. Steer towards Jesus Christ. He cannot fail you if you invoke his name. Yahweh, whatever you call him, Jesus, I, what, I'm not trying to be funny. Whatever you call him, invoke the name of the Lord. Satan can't stand up against that. Satan is working very, very, very hard to destroy families and destroy this nation because he knows that a strong nation or he knows that a strong family equals a strong nation. This is why he's trying very hard to destroy the family because he does not want you getting God in your family. He wants you to be consumed of everything in this world. He wants you to be engulfed in, in alcoholism and, and watching the Kardashians. And he wants you to, you know, uh, experiment with gay sex he wants you to get involved with drugs he wants you to do this he wants you to do that he wants you to beat your spouse he he wants you to do everything that is unthinkable and unimaginable of doing to other people as liz and Ella says right here you need to rebuke and reject satan verbally in the name of jesus christ yeshua yes you need to rebuke and reject Satan verbally, out loud. And if you haven't seen that movie, War Room, I recommend you go and watch the movie. A great flick. Check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all I have for you today on this October 23rd, 2023. I hope you all have a great night, great day wherever you're at in the world, and we will see you back here next time. God bless, ladies and gentlemen.
feet on the ground I know the weight of all of my sin Fighting the fight that I couldn't win
I chose heaven over Hollywood, I'll never sell my soul People said I'd never blow, God been keeping me afloat You can never block my blessings, this the only thing I know Went a few years without even doing the show Finally getting back on road, getting back to my roots But I never stop fighting when I'm searching for the truth All these rappers lying every time they in the booth Blackball from these labels, corporations and these suits Keep that thing on me, case my haters in the mood But like Shaquille, I'm praying that I never had to shoot They keep bringing up me and Jimmy, don't even gotta ask That's my brother to the grave we just on two different paths Shout my brother Emilio If you know then you really know Life got in the way It's just really hard to admit it though Lost in LA Trying to make these viral videos Had to get humble So I moved about the city Me and wifey almost broke up Thank God I woke up She been there for me since we was little Now we all grown up Back to the east coast Had to find me though No money in my bank account But found a little piece though Lost my grandma and I've been on a mission To make sure that I carry on these family traditions I got close to the God Heritage and religion if you ever did me wrong, just know that you are forgiven Finally started speaking my mind and all my records I lost money, lost fans, but I would never regret it Got married to the love of my life, man, what a blessing Even got to kick it with Donald Trump at the wedding Life became a joke, man, we living in meme Ain't no left, ain't no right, they all on the same team They try to label me radical and they call me extreme Because I'm willing to die for the American dream When I thought it's rock bottom and the bottom kept coming Demons kept chasing, but you know I kept running I hope that God Proud of the man that I'm becoming I'm not perfect myself and that's why I don't be judging I could quit and retire but I would rather inspire Drop this songs with dollar sign We had India on fire I don't rock Balenciaga and them evil ass designers Put my soul in these raps I could never be a liar Wifey making boss moves Beat our first lawsuit Shout to my real fans My success is cause all you Thought about quitting Had my back against the wall But failure is not an option That's why I gave it my all The government had us locked in our homes Then I rallied against the mandates with Robert Malone my family said I'm crazy when we talked on the phone But I still do this for the fans who feel lost and alone Hey, ban me, cancel me, but you can never stop me Even some of my idols unfollow me and block me I know that God got me, man, the journey been real fun If you still riding with me, then you a real one Spoke out against the government, had everybody shook The only rapper, the performer, MLK probably stood These social medias might ban me and they probably should I'll never sell my soul, this heaven over Hollywood, it's rest What's up, it's your boy, High Res? Next month, I'm gonna be out in the UK and Europe, Amsterdam, Glasgow, Dublin, London, Manchester. Get your tickets before they're gone at onlyforthefans.com. I can't wait to meet y'all and hang out with y'all. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show.
don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. And if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly, go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. It's time to get active, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Joining us here at His Heart Line. We'll see you back here next time.